Shaka! Welcome back to another episode of If You Can't Handle the Heat, presented by Out of System. It's your boy, the main man, the host, one of the hosts, G Swizz, in the house, joined by my brodo, Jokesy. How we doing? Check me out. Check me out. If you could see me, you guys know I'm looking fly. I'm doing good. How we doing, boys? Joe, they, it's a podcast. They can't see you. Joe, Joe's looking fly. He says, "Joe's looking fly." <laughs> My my new my, my new my new uh, my new sweatshirt. Me and Gage are matching. Looking soon to be. For those of you who well. can't see, they will be wearing. They're wearing the pink. light pink. They're sporting a light pink sweater. Sporting. Um, Such with a LA nice little emblem say. emblem on the front. Jordan that is not an LA thing to say. That that was not. I don't know what that is. is that British. Well, like Micah, before thing. we get into this, I have to introduce you and join yeah, sorry. from or the King of Hawaii himself, Micah Ma, Mikester. Now you what's make up, What's up, what's up? I am sporting a red jacket tonight. Joe will jacket. be sending over my matching, so we can all be matching when we have sleepovers. Um, sending over Play dates, my, my pink sweatshirt. Well, I'll be repping it. For now on, we'll only be wearing out of system. Now that we got a few more, a few more gear under our belt here, but I want to kind of start this off really a quickly by giving a, gear. Sh- a few more gear. Yeah, well, oh, I we haven't taken English in, since like high school, so coming some slack. Only saw I did UH four semesters of some on. That's that UH education, baby. Hey, my my parents are proud graduates. Aren't we all? Go Bows. No, uh, we're not I just, all. I'm not. I just want to start off by giving a mad shout out to Rob on the mic who. Was showing us mad love. Yeah. Uh, during the game, shout out to give a round of applause to Rob. Round of applause for Rob on the mic. Thank you so much. Doing a great job. And um, uh, again, showing mad love. He has his own Volvo podcast, Viral Volley podcast, and Instagram. Rob on the mic. Make sure you go check it out. And also Tyler. Tyler, your friend reached out to us. I hear you're playing in Germany, and you're a big fan of ours. We just want to show you mad love, and uh, the best of luck in Germany. But uh, wait, wait, wait. What is Tyler doing in Germany? He's playing volleyball. He's going to. I don't know. He's thinking he's going to. Is he? He, he DM'd us, or what? His friend DM'd us. I think his name, friend's name was Brendan. I, I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, friend named Brendan and Tyler's just playing, and he's like, "Give him a shout out." And we're like, "I got you on it." Oh, we got you. Consider it done. Also, uh, one thing I kind of, the one thing I kind of realized about uh, this out of system stuff is, it's, I don't feel weird like when I'm out there or something, or, or like with the, but I feel like. Not, not my role, but it's just how I'm pers- – I think that out of system has given me more clout on the volleyball court. And here's why. Here's why. And this is my thoughts, right? Usually, like, the camera, okay, pans to me once in a while. But I got a lot of people come up to me saying, wow, the camera's always on you or whatnot. And they were always talking about, like, out of system or something like that. And I'm like, that's usually not the case. I mean, obviously, out of system was a thing. But it usually wasn't the case that that the camera was always on me or anything like that. And it's not like I was playing amazing this past week. So I think that the whole out of system stuff is giving me more and more clout, which is kind of weird, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Thoughts also I think you're a senior. Yeah, but we have all like four you, seniors on the team that are hitting. That nah, are nah, close. it's out of system. It's out of system. It's I really think <laughs> it is. I really think it's out of system clout. I'm not even. Yeah, kidding it you. definitely could be. It definitely could be. It feels. It feels. And it's only up from here to the moon, baby, to the moon, to the moon and back, baby. Also, one other thing, uh, Joe. So. If you guys watch, follow us on Instagram, which you probably do, you see that every time we have a match, the lovely Faina Zhang goes and uh, posts clips of the whole, pretty much the entire damn match, right? 
Yeah, so she's Joe, a beast. She is a beast. Again, we Holy shout her out cow. every podcast. I'm going to shout her out. Once again, Fantasy Zang, thanks so much. I'm sorry if you guys hear that loud rattle. There's, there's always construction work next to our house. Um, but, no, one thing I also want to talk about is, so Joe was like, okay, Fana, uh, you guys got you to be more, uh, you got to be more aggressive. You got to be more just like, you got to attack players, right? And, of course, I'm, I'm on the court, so I don't see this stuff till after the match, right? So oh, no. what, happen, what usually happens is I go, and I'm like, okay, at the beginning of the year, I was like, you know what? I like starting rivalries. I like, okay, maybe I'll talk a few shit here and here on this podcast, and maybe we'll start a little something-something. I'm okay with that, right? But <laughs> when we just beat – I'm not going to name any names. But when we just beat a team 3-0, this guy had a rough night. We were destroying him. Comes back to his phone, looks on the story, and is getting roasted. <laughs> Probably not. That's like kicking someone when they're down. What happened was we beat this team 3-0, and all of a sudden I'm in the locker room. I'm changing after the game, right? We're in a good mood. I see a notification out of system, blah, 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 has responded to your story, responded, and apparently we roasted him on the story. <laughs> I look at it. He responds with two uh, colorful emojis, to say the least, and I'm just like, Oh my God! Like this guy, this, this guy literally just got destroyed, and the first thing he sees on his phone is just us, just like roasting him after a play. I remember looking at that. I was like, "That's oh Joe's doing." Because Fana wouldn't do that without Joe and, and b- telling her to no do that. I have no problem going after a player, <laughs> but especially after we just kind of beat their asses. After like, you know, I was like, "That's just brutal." But I, I talked to him. It was all cool. So Joe's out here trying to get me killed out here. Hey, trying to get me in if trouble. You can't handle the yeah, heat. that's the thing. Gage, exactly Gage is the only seen. one that's in the kitchen. That's what I'm saying. That, and Fane was like, Gage is the only me. one. Exactly. Just throw him in the fire. Joe is like, and, and Fane was like, yeah, Joe told me to be more aggressive. I was like, well, Joe doesn't have any skin <laughs> in the freaking game. I don't care what yeah, he Joe's says. I'm the one Jay. out here. Yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> you still need to start listening to me. I was like, I just felt bad. I was like, I mean, it was a tight game, I guess, but like we kind of ran through him. Anyway, those are the kind of stuff I want to talk about. Uh, Joe, I know you kind of want to have a, a heavy, heavy subject or a heavy, what was it, a, a game yeah, today? Well, yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, um, thank everybody listening to the pod. We always say that you guys are huge. We keep getting really good reports with all the numbers, and it's been really awesome uh, hearing really good feedback from you guys. Second thing, this Sunday, or sorry, Sunday for us. This Saturday evening, Mike and I are going to be hosting a Twitch stream for Athletes Unlimited, the new Women's Pro Volleyball League. We'll be posting that on our store. We'll be giving you guys updates on where to go locate that. But we're hosting the Twitch stream during the I match. Definitely, you can watch the match. Definitely going to ask you when we were doing that. So I'm glad. Yeah, you that's that. that's Saturday night this week. Um, the the later match Saturday night. So we'll be dropping the link. We'll be getting you uh, informed on all of that. Just check out our Instagram, Out of System Official. Uh, we'll be getting you all the information on that. You can watch the game with us, talk to us. I don't know. Besides that, I think there's going to be somebody else there talking to us, asking us questions. So we'll be, we're fired up. We'll be on there for about an hour, hour and a half. And So make sure you're checking that out. We're excited about that. Really cool stuff going on with that league. Um, and then secondly, I, yeah, let's get going on this topic I have. I want, I want to hear from you guys. I don't think, Micah, I've ever heard this from you. What is the first memory you have of volleyball? Like the very first memory. Oh Lord, I, I'm gonna have to think because also I have a terrible memory. Like probably I've never met someone with a worse memory. No, year. like seriously, I don't remember hardly anything until I'm like in high school. 
Should get that so what's that? Out, yeah, what's the er- what's Super the earliest bad. memory you have? Okay, let me, uh, let Gage go first, and then let me think of. Gage go first. So for me, yeah. it's like it's either so my dad coached at RIT Rochester Institute of Technology, and I can't remember like because we started I, Joe and I. Joe, I started club volleyball when I was six. Joe started when he was seven. So it was I don't know if we were in club volleyball at the time. But I just remember competing like in the camps, um, with him what, that he hosted with hundreds of kids. And our, I remember our first volleyball practice ever, actually. Joe, you remember that? We were running around the court, like, racing each other at Hot Shots facility in Rochester, New York. Joe and I, uh, uh, I just remember Joe and I were racing across. They had three courts, and they said warm up, and we were just sprinting, trying to beat each other. Uh, it was our first day on the job. Everyone else was, like, five years older than us. And I think, I don't know if that's our oldest one, but then again, I, I, and then, but I remember competing and beating all the girls who were, like, high school high school age in a digging competition when I was like around six or seven for to get and I, I was so determined because the winner got a volleyball and my dad didn't want me to win because obviously it's his camp but um <laughs> came out with that ball baby uh anyway I think I, I it probably I think that was after we started club volleyball though there's no way I would have the control to done or the patience or the focus to <laughs> compete that whole thing at the age of six especially with my uh my mind and young prowess. My gifts. Yeah. My gifts. Yeah, my gifts. My eagle powers. Uh, mine would be the first yellow card I got, which is How old? In, How old is that? Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. But it was at Farrington High School gym. Uh, we were playing only paw. And somebody blocked Tui. And obviously Tui used to never get blocked. And so they go crazy and they're screaming through the net. And the next ball, I say, "Give me the ball! Give me the ball!" And I'm I'm terrible. I'm not that good. I'm really sc- small, scrawny. Two years are stick. This is before Lukua. Um, and I like barely squeak it under the block and like <laughs> a super super weak kill. And I go up to the net, I grab the net, and I go. Wow! And I start screaming through the net. <laughs> take, I take a yellow, and my dad's like, "What the hell?" It takes me out of the game, and after I had, had to go say sorry to the other team and sorry to the refs, that was pretty funny. Fricks. Sorry, I'm an absolute beast. First, yeah, <laughs> dude. For me, it was, I I don't know if we told it on the podcast before, but Gage and I, like our first three years of playing, we played with. Uh, Robbie Page, Steve O'Dell, who went on to play at UCLA, but they are much older than us. And Ga- Tenzo T, baby. Was- Tenzo T, yeah. Uh, Gage was six, I was seven. And Gage and I, we were so, like, commi- everything we always played, we were super committed about. Or co- we were super, like, into. And so when we go to these tournaments, Gage and I literally never went in the game, ever. We never played. It was just us two on the bench, too. It was, like, six other guys, and we never played. But we were the ones who cared the most. So we would like, if we, if we lost, we would cry on the bench. <laughs> and all the other guys would be like, oh, they'd go get like chicken fingers after if we lost. And my brother and I would be crying on the bench. But we never even touched the court, ever. <laughs> we cared the Why most. Why me? Dude, the, the, that's, that's probably one of the earliest memories I have. Um, but <laughs> it's always interesting talking to people. Because I think... I think, like Micah said, like it's hard, especially from where we're at now. There's been so much volleyball; it's hard to pinpoint, and I can't even put in order sometimes, like which year's which. So it's interesting, um, but yeah, Gage, Gage spoke about the challenge. So I, I do have a, a little. I don't know if it's an activity or a challenge for you guys. 
that I think would be pretty entertaining, and I think it could turn into a little segment for us. But how it's gonna work is Gage, you're gonna you're gonna uh, mm-hmm. act mm-hmm. as our father in this situation, okay? okay. And you you have to you have to <laughs> react how our dad would, and Micah, you have to react uh, as if you're Gage. You have to you have to act as if you're Gage in this situation. Oh wow! And okay. the con- and the conversation <laughs> is gonna be like you come late to practice, Micah, as Gage, and and I want to and Gage has to and act as my dad Damn, bro. and you have to act as my brother and I want to see how this interaction goes <laughs> so <laughs> okay. we're going to pretend okay. Gage has to start off because you're walking in here and it's Gage some improv yeah it's a little improv Okay. God, good thing I'm in theater 221 so, so, so Gage comes in late usually he wouldn't say anything and so Gage you have to be dad you have to be the one to, uh, to interact first I feel like Gage to be honest in this situation would probably just like take whatever he gets but i won't do that because that's super not interesting yeah it's improv don't like tell me you, i do better in if, reactions okay okay go ready okay. three uh, how, wait, how two, long wait wait w- all right go just screw play it play out the situation go. three two one action what the frick are you doing so late oh my god dad you got it you gotta see it there's two shut birds the hell on the side up. of the... Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. No, Go on the other court. No, you're not listening. And no, 200 li- laps. No, 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 you're not listening. You're 15 years old. Act like it. Dad, you should have seen the birds. I, that, that's how it would end. It would be like 30 seconds, 20 seconds. <laughs> it's true. For anybody who doesn't know our dad, he's in those situations, he's very... Uh, Hard Tell to, him about. Hard. Oh, I got a good story about somebody coming to practice late. So we had a middle uh, on our team, Sean Vaisima, and he comes late to a practice. And, no, no, no. Sorry, he had the wrong shirt, or he didn't have a shirt. It's one of these. He didn't have a shirt, or he had the wrong shirt. <laughs> wrong and, shirt. Okay, wrong he had, shirt he had sure. the wrong shirt, and Roger proposes to him that he has to go to the other team and run a hundred lines. But Pat comes to his rescue and is like, oh, bro, like I have my old shirt from this morning's practice. <laughs> and he <laughs> runs and goes and gets it. And this thing is the sweatiest shirt of all. Like literally, you, you could wring it out like for as long as you wanted, like for infinity times. You could just wring it out all day. And, and he gives it to Sean. <laughs> and Sean's like heavily debating like, should I just wear the shirt, like, or should I run the hundred lines? <laughs> and, he, and he like, he's like looking at it, tries to put it on. He's like, hell no. Chucks his shirt. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna run the lines. Just ran the lines. The slowest I've ever seen somebody run in my life. This guy literally ran. I I can't believe your dad. So your dad doesn't care about how fast you run the lines. You just have to do them. Is that a thing? Because this guy ran. I, I, he could have walked faster. <laughs> if he walked, he would have been done before this. It was insane how it depends on the guy. It depends on the guy if he, if he jumps on him or not, to be honest. Like, if it's Gage, he'll ride his ass the whole time. But if it's yeah. like Sean, I feel, I feel like Sean is the type of player. You're not going to win that. People, yeah, yeah. I think a lot yeah. of people can relate to this. Sean's just the guy, like, all right, you just leave him alone. He'll cool down and then just let him come back. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. That thing you just, they need to cool down. Because whenever that happens, it's a very heated exchange. Whenever you tell somebody that they're in Man, 200 Sean, laps. Oh, we should have Sean as a guest. Oh, 
He's so he's so funny. His interactions was, with Roger are incredible too. Because oh because they're close too. They're super close. Like my dad is and, like another father. Yeah, and your dad has the, like your dad also has some respect for Sean. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like he respect. respects his like, just his like probably for his upbringing or like even his stature, how big he, like yeah. you know he he it's a different it's a different relationship when. You're as big as Sean. Because then your dad's like, dude, Sean, like, you know, it's not like, it's a dude, different 100%. relationship. Sean actually, for most of Sean Vicema, I only people who like know us well probably know who he is. He he had offers to go play Division One volleyball. He ended up going and playing football in college. He was like close with Gage. Gage and I found, I don't even know where we found him. Like, I think <laughs> one of our coach, one of our coaches at some point found him in a gym. He's just massive Polynesian kid. And a story, a story to go along with. I think I feel like a few people, I th- the listeners could relate to this because they've had people be late before. But I don't know if anybody can un- has had this happen. Has had their coach show up to their house and pull their ass out of bed before? Because my brother and I and our family, we would always drive Sean down to L.A. from San Francisco when we would have tournaments. He would come with us, and my dad is always like, "Be at our house at seven thirty. We're leaving early, so we get there." Uh, we get there in a decent amount of time, and Sean, for the most part, was on was was there getting there on time. In our last year, for some reason, we're like sitting there seven thirty. Sean's not there. I was getting worried because I just know how my dad's gonna react, and I just like don't. I feel bad for. I always feel bad for Sean, and he doesn't show up. He's not answering his phone. We have to go to his house. We walk into his house. My dad's walking through their parents' bedroom who are sleeping. He just walks in the house. <laughs> And he brings me with him. We're opening every single door in the house. People, everybody's sleeping. It's 7.45 in the morning. And my dad's like, he's like, pull he pull the sheets off. Who is this? <laughs> he's yelling, it's not our house. We weren't even let in. We just walked in the front door. And 10 minutes later, Sean gets dropped off in some sketchy car. <laughs> and he doesn't have any of his stuff ready. He comes running in the house. He for sure was like out the night before or something. And he comes running in the house. And dude, that was, I felt so bad for that kid. Imagine that your coach comes into your house, just walks into your house. and You've, You guys also have to see Joe and his dad drive, even, but mostly Joe. I went, I got into a car with Joe for the first time and I swear to God, it was the gnarliest driving I've ever experienced in my life. It was like, I'd rather be in passenger seat of NASCAR. Than being in a car with Joe. It's and the guy leaves his blinker on. I swear to I don't know if he do you hear it, Joe? I think I've asked you. You this and before. dad, Joe. You and dad. You hear it, Joe? <laughs> if I don't turn it off, I just don't I don't hear it. It's I'm not like I'm zoned like it's I'm every time. He'll he'll change lanes on the highway and like five minutes. I signal. Five, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you signal. Well, no, you signal for like half a second. So the, the time before is super fast. It's like Signal switch, and then he'll we'll drive like five more miles, and the signal's still on, and he doesn't even. <laughs> oh my, it's ridiculous, dude. Yeah. It's because well, I, I'd never. I you're one person dad. I'd never lend my car to. What about wow. Roger? What about Roger? <laughs> I feel like Roger would just take it. But I'm actually the only one. Like, <laughs> if, you were, if you were to like look at our family and be like, I'm actually the chill driver of the family. My mom is too. And I had a Volkswagen bus when, like, a 79 Dude, Volkswagen mom, bus. Dude, mom's even helps. more, mom's even faster driving yeah. than you. You're really yeah. slow. 
Like really yeah. slow. Safe, safe, brother. Obnoxious. I go, slow. I go crazy on a moped though. I, I kind of go nuts on the moped. So it kind of outweighs. I get all my craziness, and then the sun yeah, it doesn't make sense. Sh- it should be at the very. It shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't go crazy on a moped. No, no, it's sick. literally I the most air, dangerous, s- dangerous form of transportation on the road. Brandon Rattray, you want to hear a great Brandon Rattray quote? He was telling me how he, he was telling us how he wants a motorcycle, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, I need to get a motorcycle because it's safer than a moped. <laughs> and we're like, explain your reasoning here, Brandon. And he's like, well, if I'm in a sticky situation or I'm in a dangerous situation, I can go faster to get out of that situation. I'm like, wow, that's some real logic right there, Brandon. I was like, maybe you're going faster. It is so you're putting yourself. Yeah, I mean, in that situation, it is safer but overall, in that situation. He's not wrong. In, yeah, <laughs> in, in that, that situation, situation it's but pretty, overall, true. it's pretty, pretty untrue. You're going way faster. Anyway, whatever, man. Hey, I have a question for you guys. Right? Because, I mean, for us, like. Playing is like a little different, obviously, without fans, so it's, so it's a little weird or whatnot. But even then, like when you have off games and like you know, like we can't like do anything about it. I was thinking about this. I was like, I was like, do what? Do any of us really have any control over how well we play? Like full control of how what? well you play. Listen, like, here yeah, me, here I me, see here what me. you're saying. When things aren't going your way and like you like, did everything, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're like, just gonna not have control. Exactly. But I'm saying that's every time though. Like more, like you can approach it. No, you can, you can, you can practice, right? You can practice. Like you can approach. You can practice really well, so you do it a bunch, a bunch of times, and you can kind of. Then you can uh, go in and like have the same mentality than you usually they usually do, and just stuff just doesn't work, right? Yeah. So then, do you ever really have control over how well you play going into a game? To a certain extent, yes. I, yeah. Because you can sleep. I understand what you're saying. You can eat. You can yeah. prepare yourself really well. You can but prepare once the game yourself, starts, but, you, but exactly, I feel like you, you get what like, you get. Sometimes it just doesn't work. So our outside has work, it. You don't always has, have control. It's the first time I've been with somebody like this, but we have an outside that's like has such a healthy mindset about it that, like, when things aren't going his way, he's just like, you just go like this. Or people that can't see me actually, he'll just throw his hands in the air and be like, "There's like." It's not going my way. There's, what can I do? They played. They're playing really well, and like just like we'll say that and like okay, I, I mean I can't do it. It's really interesting because huh. there are sometimes that I, like you're not gonna play one. You have like no control over that. Like you're just not touching like, the ball well, yeah. or I don't know what. Dude, like we we had a match last week against L- Lunaberg, who's another team in the Bundesliga here, and we actually we came out. We sent eight guys. We sent our eight youngest guys. We left all our old guys back home. And we come out, and we get, like, three aces in the first three points. And right away, that just, like, kills the momentum of the other team. So I see what you – we get, like, a net clip. Like, we paint the sideline, paint the other sideline. Like, right away, like, the momentum is totally on our side. And so I know what you mean by that. Like, you could come out and just get, like, three ridiculous plays, and then right off the bat, you're just, like, uh, not in rhythm, and the other team is a bunch of momentum. So I, I, I can see what you're saying, but also – you have a lot of ways to control how you play and how you show up and focus. Like, like if you just eat like crap and then you come and then you f- and then you play bad and Libero you died. have no energy. Yeah, I I mean, there, there's like a no. Balance. Yeah, you I can prepare, but even even then, you can do exactly. all the preparation. Exactly. He's saying you could eat super well, you can you can sleep really well, or you could not. But like, you can do all these things, and then when you get 
into the game, there's nothing else you can do besides just play and try your hardest. Yeah, Sometimes that's what I'm there's tons of there's tons of well. players who are like that who who do all that like there's a I think Berlin Recycling is like this. Like I hear about they they're all on this vegan diet. They do all this stuff. They're always in really and then sometimes they show up and just don't play well. And that's just kind of like how it goes. Yeah. Um, where like vice versa, I'll be honest. Like some guys on our team, like they're like not so they're not on like the greatest diet sometimes or they don't like take like crazy good care of their body at times but they show up and they just ball yeah, <laughs> so, yeah a lot of it's your so mental it's like, a lot of it's just like but, but what i'm trying to say is like okay let's say you do let's say you play 10 matches right and three out of the seven match you approach every game the same your same energy right if you play let's say you do nine really good matches and one really bad match I'm saying my point is that you never really have control over how you play, right? The probability, the better you are, the probability of you playing well is higher. For example, you play, ten, yeah. but you never, even if there's one game, you do it the same. Do you really ever, you can control how you approach it. You can control what you do before the game. But sometimes in a game, it just doesn't click or whatnot. And my point is well, you never really have complete control, but you can increase your chances of having a good game with your practice and your pre- preparation. I just something yeah, I was like, sure. kind of thinking of, and you can never really control if you win or lose. Also, that's another thing. I also like. No, yeah. Like how much control do you really have? Like that, you example, have even like, less control over almost. Exactly, because you don't control this. if you play well, and you can don't control if everybody else plays well. Hundred percent. I so. I don't know. I just thought it was a, I just thought it was an interesting uh, kind of thing. And then Joe, Joe, I want to hear you. So you've been. Oh, so what were you saying, Joe? No, I said I was playing Fortnite with Capone Faye the other day ex UH volleyball alum and he was telling me how libero is like the easiest job by the way he told me i had to oh, say it oh i knew <laughs> he, he told was, me i had to say it is he libero right now no he's outside but he's played libero but he oh. just told me i had to oh. say it Joe's frozen right. joe frozen joe joe, joe is, you just said you froze is he playing out. libero no he's not playing libero he's he's playing outside but he did play libero but he just told hey, me i had being, to say that being an average libero is easy high. yeah you're right Ooh, suck on that! Wow, that's it. Okay. This guy just said just said his line and then <laughs> went crazy for himself. <laughs> story, that's the story of my life right there. No, Cabona's not an average. Cabona's a really good libero. I think there's yeah, more. I think legit. there's more aspect to it. I think there's more aspects to a libero that you can un- unlock once you kind of. I don't know. I mean, there's more aspects to a libero than there is for than just meets him out in the eye. In my in my humble opinion, one other thing I want to talk about. Joe, do you think it's I'm the not, Do you think it's it's the easiest position though? Is skill wise, or leader wise? Because there's skill. No, lead, just skill wise. Obviously, here's here's where I here's where I kind of think of it. Right, you have you have two maybe three skills with setting. Right, skill wise, there's way more that goes in the position, but skill wise, you have two things. But the thing is, if you're not doing one of those two things really well, then it's that much worse on you, exactly. Like you know, what I'm saying you, you, mean you with have libero. two skills, but you have yeah, you have way more pressure yeah. on you to do to do that well. So yeah. it's on paper, you're like, okay, you only have this job, but mentally speaking, and just I I don't know, it's hard. On paper, yeah, it's the easiest job by far. But when it comes down to the real of it, right? You're how I play is like it's not. Have you got like bringing energy, especially when you're libero. In, in a crappy game or when there's no fans or whatever, it can be hard. Like, it, it, it's, like, super annoying. Sure. Like, you're the leader sure. of the back row as well, so you have to make – and I take it upon myself. If anyone gets aced, okay, that's on me because, I mean, if, if they're out of position, I mean, right, because that means I didn't yeah, place yeah, them yeah. well. 
So there's more that kind of meets into it, and there's content communication. So I, I would say that I'm not saying it's the hardest job, but I'm not saying it's like it's people will kind of view it again on paper as the easiest job. You think it's it's overlooked and like said to be really easy yeah. when it's not, but it's still the easiest. You can be. It's really easy to be an average uh, libero, hundred percent. Got it. Like that's like I'd say that's probably the easiest position to be the average at. I guess. I mean, I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe people have different opinions. But I don't know. I think it definitely gets overlooked, and there's way more that kind of goes into the job than than what doesn't go into the job. Uh, but have you got, so on TikTok? I've been realizing this, and I think our fans are gonna. So obviously, not our, not all our fans are international level volleyball players, right? A lot of them high school club, and some of them may not have gone to play in the next level, right? College and whatnot. And when you think about that, I, I saw this TikTok trend. And it was like it showed like their last games, like like after, before and after their last games. You know what I'm saying? Like you lose in the high school championship or you lose in club, right? Most people's careers end after high school, which is crazy. Most people's careers end when they're 18 years old in their sport, which is nuts to me. We're very fortunate to have high school, club, going to college, now international. You know, they, they, that's that's very, very rare. We're part of the, I don't know, I don't think it's 1%, but it's probably pretty slim. But it's kind of crazy, like... Most of our probably most of our fan base is kind of like that. They, a lot of their careers end at eighteen, and I was just kind of thinking, how, like, that's just horrible. Like, Micah, you played a you played a basketball sport. Like, imagine like you're like for example, you lost in high school. You're like, okay, even though you're senior, and Joe, we lost, we all lost half chance. We're like, okay, our career still goes on, but the, our our career here ends. You know what I'm saying? But think about like how crazy that would be if like eighteen. Yeah, I'm just done with my sport now for the rest of my life, pretty much, and it kind of. I think it's crazy for us because sports has been our entire life. But, like, for some people I know, like, they play sports, but they, they want to do business or they love to but imagine paint or you they don't, love though. music. Imagine you or, don't. You mean, like, they're, they ride or die sports. Like, yeah, I've done my school. sport. Like, it's been my life until 18, and then I'm going to stop right away. Do you think that's because they have to? Because because they, they don't have yeah because they don't have the skill or whatnot or they can't or they don't have the no I think that the then they, they'd find ways to be around the game where they can still play like even in right. like Wapaka or in like in tournaments around their around their town or stuff like that I don't think they just but it's stop. different yeah but it's different like when it's like official though you know what I'm saying like let's say your football I see a lot with football or whatnot like you can go yeah. play in like intramural but yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. different when like it, it means so much more when those lights for are sure. on or like for sure or, like when you're representing for volleyball you're representing a school or your name it's different man like most of the people com- compete against like i go home and i see but i was either done with school it, the weirdest thing for me was actually when i was playing high school uh, when i was playing in college is i would go to a game and i would see players that i'd face in the quarterfinal semifinal or just whenever in the stands, watching us in college. Like, sometimes when we were warming up, I'd look at the stands, and I'd see uh, just, like, old players I played against, like, in club level or high school. Yeah. Or, like, people like people that I comp- competed against in high school. I Really, I didn't even know, but they comment on, like, out of system or whatnot. And they fought, like, that's, like, the craziest thing to me. Like I, like, I think about that all the time. You know, I'm level. You know what I'm saying? Like, they probably put us, like, on a pedestal. When In, in our minds, we're not really, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally know what you're saying. That, just yeah, we're crazy. super, dude. We're freaking super fortunate, yeah. like incredibly fortunate. It's nuts. Yeah, I, did, I just, I just remember looking at that trend. I'm like, wow, that's like, if I ended 18, I don't know. It's crazy. I wanted to I do know. a TikTok trend where I video um, the locker room before a game, 
And then after the game, where it's like like everyone's dancing or like everyone's talking super good vibes, and then like five seconds of black, and then they'd be like, "All right, let's see what it's like." And then just everyone's pissed, and like people are like drawing. Why stuff would you? Around. I wouldn't want to record and be, that. And, be, and people aren't that. people aren't talking anymore, or like people are stoked and people are going crazy. Like that'd be super funny just to see like how dude how impactful like. A win or a loss is just like it's so crazy. That's true. On just your entire mood and yeah, your entire team, like the rest of the week could be really happy, or yeah. it could be like have a lot of infighting and being like, "Oh, we should have," like, you know. It's so much. It's it's harder and it's easier taking a loss when you're a good team. For example, if you're a good team, right, you, you don't lose very often. Right, I'm very, I'm, and I'm, I'm in a fortunate spot where we're not, we're not losing very often. And when we lose, it's like it stings that much worse, right? But at the same time, there's no like, there's no reason to hit like a panic mode. For example, if you lose two or three in a row, you're not a, even if you're a good team. Like, it doesn't matter what you are, but like, all of a sudden, you're hitting panic mode, and it's way harder to take a loss. Now you're starting to change everything. Right? For us, it's like you know what, just keep doing what we're doing, and just just get better. At what, I would, what we do. I would disagree. I think it's way easier to take wins and losses when you're the worst team. <laughs> But if yeah, yeah, yeah it's the like, worst, dude, you take a win and you're like, like middle, middle one win. Imagine what one win means to them and one win means to you. You're on top of the world, and then imagine what one loss means to you and what one loss means to them. For them, it's nothing. It's like all right, we'll try again next yeah. time. Yeah, for you guys, it's like, dang, like we're not going to be number one anymore. Or like what's our at large? Or like when you when you lose three in a row, and you're a professional team with a lot of money. That is not how they act. Like, they don't think, like, oh, yeah. we just keep doing what we're doing. Like, they go crazy. Chivita Noah fired their coach after losing the Zoxa. Oh. Like, they they don't take loss, losses well at all. Even one or two or three. Like, if you take three in a row, you're, the whole club and organization is going to be a lot more okay. panicked than a team that's in last place taking three losses in a row is going to be. I, I – I misspoke with three in a row. Obviously, three in a row, especially for higher clubs or any team, not club, team, it doesn't matter. I'm talking about, like, a loss or whatnot. I would say one loss or, like, maybe two when you're, like, in the middle of the pack and you're trying to, like, trying to find stuff out. I don't know. In my opinion, that's just kind of how I see things just because, like, all of a sudden it's like, okay, you're right there, but you're not right there. So you're like, okay, maybe we need to change a few things. And it's just a mess. Uh, but you talked about European in, in, in college. So – this is for, I guess, also for me, too. So, for me, like, on the court, like, I'm very loud and, like, boisterous. I don't know if you can tell if you watch the games. But, and, like, in a game, I'll tell players, like, straight up or, like, or, like, if they don't do something, I'll be like, hey, get the ball. Or just very, very kind of straight to the point, right? Because in the game, I'm a lot more aggressive. I feel like, but I see, but I see, I mean, I, and I've experienced European players, but I feel you guys obviously experience on a different level than I have. How is it communicating? With, with professional, like, European players or international players versus communicating with, like, college players, like, I'm, like on, like, our level mm. and whatnot. Can you be as straightforward with them? Or I've also more. felt, like, especially Rado, <laughs> more straightforward? Rado uh, gets, we call him the, the butthurt Bulgarian for a reason because he, he always plays the victim. Like, oh. I'm so glad you just took a shot at that guy because he's been, that dumb of course. podcast of theirs. We should get him on. I'm going to get him shots. on a podcast. We just light him up. It'll be we like I said. We literally get in fights every practice and like. Oh, he won defensive player of the week. Did I tell you guys about that? Was that last podcast? Rattle won defensive no. player of the week for the Big West. How many digs I, so, did so, he have? 
I don't know. I, I wasn't I wasn't that great. I don't know. Everyone, so, no, so, I know, but <laughs> an opposite? I have no idea. I don't know. No other know. liberos in the Big West? We were the only team that played. There was, but like, I was, uh, I don't know. But um, I have no idea. But the kind of the, the funny thing about our system is like you see the hashtag more digs engage and whatnot and all this other stuff. The thing is, that's always been a thing, but since, because of out of system, like all the stuff that's kind of been talked in the locker room is now like no right, like slowly public. making its way yeah. exactly you know what i'm saying so it's like like all these like shots of me i like i said i by far get the most like shit at practice by far coaches players right rattle gets blamed a lot and he always makes a big well, well i'm gonna get him on the podcast and we can talk about this but anyway it's kind of funny all that stuff is making uh on social media but yeah so he made uh so i walk into practice two days ago and colton goes up to me and i don't know i guess colton pays attention to the awards because i have no idea what's going on and he's like, oh, yeah, Rattle won. I think Colton won Player of the Week. Rattle won AVCA Player of the Week, and Colton won Big West Player of the Week. And I'm like, I don't know how that works, uh, but it worked out. So, and then Spiros, our, our outside hitter, won Freshman of the Week for Big West. And then Rattle apparently won Defensive Player of the Week. I go into practice. Colton, he's like, I just want to apologize because Rattle, of course, always talking shits to me. He's always like, he's like, I just want to apologize. Rattle's going to be talking. I was like, why? Like, talking shit. I'm like, why? And he's like, because he won Big West Player of the Week. I just want to apologize in advance. I'm like, all right. I mean, I mean Big West Defense Player of the Week. Um, and he comes to me, and he's just, like, smiling, grinning, just walking around me. Like, <laughs> his chest popping out. And then he's like, and then before the match, he's like, he's like, hey, hey, hey. He's like, he's like on the, on the, when the right side hits, block line, leave cross. And then block cross on <laughs> the outside, leave block. <laughs> just talking mad shit to me, mad shit. Oh my god! And, he, and I'm like, it just gets to his head so much. He's like, hey, hey, and and, and Milan's also giving him shit too. He's like, he's like, Rado is in the history has dug more balls last night or whatever than than any Bulgarian right side of all time. He dug three <laughs> balls. <laughs> and then, but Milan also gives me shit too. He's like, Gage, great job, you dug. Both of the balls. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Remember gosh, I got a dig man. one time? I got a dig. The second night we're standing, you go, I played better. I was actually digging line. And uh, he comes up to me. after my, I got one dig, right? I got more than one dig, but I got I, when I got my first dig, I come off the court because the middle serving. And he's like, Gage, great job, great job. He's like, would you like to uh, pack it up? I was like, yeah, my lawn. I'm going to go retire after that one. <laughs> he's like, would you like to go retire? <laughs> Uh, oh my has good fun gosh. To us. He if, is, if, man. If you go to Hawaii, dude, you need to have thick skin, like straight up, dude. Like, it's brutal. But, but Rado's like, oh, that's all he talks about. Defensive player of the week, this defensive player. Of the, like, <laughs> that is a bigger. He's like, can you? He's like, yeah, can you imagine that's a this? bigger. That's a bigger accomplishment yeah. to him than getting the player of the week or oh, anything. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He's he's he will never let me live that down. He's like, can you believe that I got I played better defense than you? Like, oh my god. Like, and I hear it literally every day. Like, Rado always give me shit. And then Pat Patrick's been giving me shit so much, too, lately. He's like, guys, guys, make sure Gage doesn't touch it. Because stati- statistically speaking, if Gage touches it, we lose the point. So make sure you block cross or lock line if you're the outside. I don't know. Good fun, though. We, I mean, like I said, got to have thick skin, and it's all a good time there. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, talking about the European versus college thing. You say you can be more straightforward with them, Joe or Micah? I think also it, defen- uh, it depends. It depends. It depends on player to player. Still, like it's not like a one size fits all. Like all of them, there's guys that you can say something to and they'll just shut down. And there's guys that are like very like 
want to fight back or there's guys that you can talk to and they're fine with it and they like it. So just depends. Very, uh, it depends. Dude, I actually realized this too, is a lot of guys, we, we were talking, I don't know who I was talking to this about, uh, with this about the other, one of my teammates, but a lot of like Serbians, the Slovenian, not, not so much the Slovenian on our team. He's, pre- he's pretty thick skinned, but like the Serbians, like even Milan, like he, they're very sensitive to things like if you're if you don't pick them to be your partner in short court or something like they get very offended by that where like a lot of other guys like a lot of other guys just don't care so much but i remember a lot like yeah you're right even rado um here our romanian rarish balian if he i don't know if he listens but uh dude he always gets so offended when i don't when he comes if he comes late and i choose somebody else i'm like dude that's your fault but he gets really offended if I choose somebody. Like just the smallest things can can uh, bother them. They're pretty sensitive too. So it just yeah, it really depends on the guy. Um, but I this season we've our team in general is pretty like you can say whatever you want and it's not big of it not big of an issue. Guys are pretty open about what they think and I think that's good. I think that's the easiest way and it's the best way. We spoke about it with Lexi Sun. I remember a little bit about how like. A lot of like guys teams handle it, but there's for sure like guys teams who don't handle that stuff very well. But um, hey, let's move on to the questions here. I got a we got a bunch of questions here uh, that we can kind of rip through here. This one's a long one. It's from Sean Lumen. It says, "Fellas, I had a question about the group's line of thinking on the NCAA tournament setup. I played at King University in the Conference Carolinas my four years and made it to the tourney my senior year in 2018. Is there ever discussion amongst the bigger teams?" players about the bid given to the conference carolinas for the ncaa tournament historically the conference has been unsuccessful at getting through the first round is there talks about how bigger teams are snubbed a spot or is it understood that whoever comes out of conference carolinas deserves it love the pod and i'm stoked to say our little conference carolina team had the opportunity opportunity to play at both ucla and hawaii through my four years keep up the great content fellas that's a really good question I think uh, it's not that. That's the reason we believe that bigger teams get snubbed. Especially, you need, I think you should have two from Big West, at least two from Big West and two from from the MPSF. But it, that's the conversation isn't like oh, uh, we should take away the Conference Carolinas. It's we should we have seven people, seven teams in the playoffs. Why do why not just add one more spot, eight, and just make it? quarter semifinals like like the format's so freaking weird it's like just add one more spot that that's like we have no problem the conference carolinas i think you need that especially to go to the game of volleyball otherwise it would just be west coast and then new york pretty much uh, with uh, penn state or in, in chicago but like yeah the thing is add one more spot rather than take away from the conference carolinas i think that no needs doubt. to be there yeah i totally agree yeah, no, I think I think each conference should have one at large. You win your conference, you should have a shot and you should get into the tournament. But I think you need that yeah. you need to make the tournament a little bit bigger cuz teams that are like right in the mix that can beat another team on any given night, maybe not like the number the number 1 team, like sometimes like Long Beach or you guys are like, "Okay, you're in." But sometimes like 2 and 3 like it's a it just depends on that night who's going to show up. Um, so I think, I think Gage is right. I think it should be eight teams and I don't know however, how formats like that. Yeah. However, I will say like, if you're in that position, you're like Mike was saying, you're the last team out. 
you're sitting yeah. there you're like this this team made it and we're yeah, not getting true. to play like when you're in that position then for sure like you're talking about i mean but but when you i mean like get a even chance. then i wasn't i would never be like oh they that team made it because i'm like i know no, no, no. at the end of the day i knew it was competing against these guys like exactly i was competing 100%. against the teams that, like, that i didn't perform well enough against to make it i don't blame you guys like but you won yeah. conference carolina i'm not gonna we're bitter i'm not even gonna I I, I I wasn't i was like man i'm not gonna talk about you guys i should have beaten long beach i should have been hawaii and that would have given me the chance to get it i don't know i'm not the guy that like yeah, I don't know. I'd always blame myself before blaming someone else. I'm not going to be like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to be like, that's our fault that we didn't make it. We didn't make it clear enough. There's always, a, I know for sure there's some guys, there's always a little bit if they're sitting back home watching a Conference Carolina team play like a BYU in the NCAA tournament and they're like, ah, like <laughs> they're getting to play. I mean, for sure, like there's a little bit of that. Like I, we, we can't lie. Like I hear that. We definitely hear that from teams. Like he's asking about, if teens talk about that, for sure. I've heard that before. It's not like it doesn't get talked about. Um, but, yeah, that was a really good question. I, I think it, it, you have to have the right mindset on that. And the biggest thing is, like, we're talking about the growth of the NCAA tournament. And, yeah, taking away spots isn't going to help anything. So, good question, uh, Sean. That's a great one. We got yeah, Luke super Dorr. good question. Luke Dorr, I think is how you pronounce it. Got a little juicy question for the next pod. Ooh, What's something – What's something you really want to see in the game of volleyball? Could be a rule change or whatever. For me, I want to see an inverted 5-1 system with setter playing from position four, two lefty middles, libero at position one, and flipping the outside and opposite hitters. I don't know why I have ever I have never seen this before. It would be insane. Keep doing your thing out of system, gang. Love from the UK. No First doubt. All, that's sick. First of all, that's sick. You're listening from the UK. Um, Gage, you want to you want to tell them about California? Remember uh, old California? You tell them about California. I, I would choose this way over before. Well, California, we we actually well, I'll tell them about California. California, Joe was <laughs> Joe used to be smaller than he was. Obviously, he can block pretty well now. But what happened was we would go when he was around sixteen years old, maybe a little in seventeen. No, it's not really. We were fourteens. No, no, no. We this is fourteens. We went this when, in sixteen when we had all those lefties. That's no. true. We also were. But we like we practice. We literally practice this exact system that this that uh, he he just messaged us about. We literally practiced this when we were fourteen, yeah, and we were true. trying it out in practice. We were like trying to see if it would work because we had so How many lefties on our team. It was pretty good, but we never like were like that confident in it to be able to go like we full didn't time. Have, we didn't have the lefties to do that though. You know, and we saying? had an injury, and one of our lefties got injured, and that kind of like ruined the whole thing. He Dude, had, that that offense would just be so nasty with the right-handed setter that can spike. Dude, I would because just I on two, swing. you just turn on two, no matter. You, man, well, I was too short. I wouldn't have been able to hit the ball with it. There was no yeah, but that's one of the hit. best. That's one of the best reasons why to do it. If your setter's like n- nasty, just throw them up there and turn it on two. Because also, I don't get why nobody's done it with a setter that's lefty, like made that a staple in their offense. This is a whole nother topic. Like setter dump, people don't do it enough. Dude, some coaches opinion. are so against it. Some coaches are so against it. Oh, though. it's so ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thing when people are like, set your hitters. Set yeah. your, and you're like, I'm, spi- I'm the highest percentage on this team for four years in a row. So Deal with it. Like, okay, I dumped, and they dug it. I set 50 balls this game, and they've 
hit out or dug it or gotten blocked, like they don't spike a hundred percent. So why do I need to spike a hundred percent? Exactly. Yeah. Coaches, most co- like the coaches who are against it are under the impression that you should be a hundred percent scoring those balls. It's well, like, also they don't. Like then they're said, not realizing what comes from an aggressive setter. You're gonna have nobody up on your D ball. You're gonna have one on one maybe. Like when when I'm up, it's like I don't even dump a lot, but I don't know. People always think that I do. But like it's so easy on a tight ball just to like jump as high as I can and set it back and like you're there's not gonna be a lot of people there sometimes. I I'd like to say that the one thing I would like to see is Liberos allowed to serve in college volleyball. I'm serious with that. Because girls can do it in women's college volleyball, but guys can't for yeah. some reason. And we also get half as many subs as well. I don't get that as well. Yeah, I I, I don't get the subs either. I want to go into that in a, in a, for the podcast. Yeah. I'm going to do some I things. think the subs, to be honest, it might even have something to do with... No, but it's the same in international. But it could be having to do with something with the scholarships, like... Then you get like UCLA. We could just double. Like we have so such a deep team. You guys do do that though, and in my opinion, uh, Micah, I don't think it works. Subbing people in? No. How you guys run at UCLA with the amount of subs you guys use? I don't know if you guys watch your team, but you can't I find a rhythm. I haven't seen our team. I haven't. Seen Literally, I look at your night, and it's different every single night. Different like, every how, night. How do you build a rhythm like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no doubt. You you should have. I don't know. He'll, he's probably trying to find it, but you should have. Dude, a Gage, you guys stretch. do the same thing at Hawaii, and Every I agree. I watch in my, Joe. Lineup. In my opinion, Joe, I think, I think. Luckily, Charlie Wade doesn't listen to our podcast, but I don't think. I mean, I get he's trying to play every players, and I get this is the beginning of the year, but as we, I mean, as we continue on, yeah, it's we, still the beginning. I don't think of the year we it's... are, and I don't think. Yeah, but UCLA's played like nine games. Oh. We played four. Dude, does Charlie like? Is he just like, does he ever talk crap about me? Because I've shot him a text like, congrats on 200. I've shot him a text, congrats on a couple things. No response. He's, he's mad read, you left. No so. response. You ma- He's mad you left. Yeah. No, but oh, my- I said something on the pod that pissed him off sometime. No. He actually tried to get our, Joe, remember, throw back. Might as well reveal this information. Charlie should try to get, Charlie was close to canceling this pod. Well, trying to cancel this podcast. We wouldn't have canceled it. But Charlie, <laughs> when, I re- when I revealed my, uh, when I revealed my, I think this is what, he never really specifically told me, but I heard the rumors. He's, he was going to tell us to not continue it or whatever. It was beginning beginning of this year. And I think it was after I told, he got, he probably watched the clip of me telling my recruiting story. Uh, which didn't great, show great light on on uh, the Hawaii, but uh, I mean, if you listen to our podcast, truth is we the talk, truth. If, yeah, it's true. If you listen to our podcast, we we speak nothing but facts here, and and I do believe Hawaii's a great program, but that just had to be one of the instances instances where a few hiccups. Yeah. But I mean, like, but like I said, he so he so he saw that, and he, I think he was gonna like try and tell shut us down, but I don't know, he couldn't force us to shut it down. Like, there's no way. But yeah, but Censorship. I think, yeah, I think that uh. I, I don't think if we continue switching guys in and out, that's not going to be good. Like we need to just stick with a steady lineup. Well, like who are you guys switching? Barber. I feel like you're not our switching opposite. Our, our outside is switching every game. Our I mean our OT switching every game and our M two switching every game. Okay, much. so two positions. Yeah, which is I mean outside hitter as a passing standpoint, it's not two different okay, passers, but, man. Two different passers. Yeah, yeah, but let's think about it. You have you you have sticks. You have Ratto, Colton, Pat, and you. Yeah, you guys should be enough to hold it down if you're going to yeah, change we do, a second shows, middle blocker. Shoot. Which, 
And, and it then shows that second, we did hold it down. We exactly. It down. So it's not a big issue. No, that's the beginning of the, of the year. season. But going down, yeah, so I, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm saying down the road, if this continues, it would not be good. doesn't matter who you have because BYU I think the has one, the same core. Yeah. I think the, the one core. big position, if they can, if they keep switching, is setting because that can really like, – Yeah, yeah, yeah that's two, not like, – Yeah. Like that'll, that'll be the biggest issue if they continue flipping back and forth. They're flipping it? I mean, only one match. There's only one game, I think, really. But for the most part, it's been... We're talking about UH or UCLA? UH. What about UCLA center? Are they flipping? UCLA, no, Sam Cobrine. Then they ran a 6-2 one time, and then, okay. then they didn't run... They had a different middle every match. Literally a different middle every match. They have Middles. injuries? Uh, I don't know, because they come back the next match. <laughs> and then they go back to their old middles, and then they go to their new outsides, and then they go to their new right side. And Jeez. I don't know. Then double libero, not libero. I'm like... They got the talent. Just, I'm just not sure what they're doing over there, to be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. If hey, if they don't know what they're doing, then you don't know what they're doing. That's a good point. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We just throw some names in a hat, pick them out, <laughs> roll them out there, see what we got. Hey, I got I got one last thing here that we'll let Gage kind of wrap it up and take us out here. Um, a big. Shout out here. We got to bring attention to uh, Southern Utah Boys Volleyball Club wrote us. They are, there's a huge meeting on March 25th with the UHSAA, which is like the Utah High School Athletic Association, I'm going to guess, um, who oversees all of the uh, high school athletics in the state of Utah. And they're meeting with the bo- their board of trustees, um, and they're going to be voting on whether to sanction boys volleyball in the state of Utah. And they wanted us to kind of bring a little bit light a uh, little bit of light to that they're wondering if we get guys like the sander brothers ben pass jake langloy maybe to uh um say something a little bit about it on their social media i'll try to reach out to them but for everybody there in the state of utah um especially those people who are playing club and stuff and um trying i know i know boys volleyball in the state of utah has been growing significantly over uh the past couple of years so let's try it to get behind it. That'd be awesome. At the end of the day, I, I keep seeing more and more that uh, states are starting to sanction boys volleyball. It's a cheap sport, in or, uh, just from generally speaking, to sponsor. It's like it's not super expensive. Uh, it's a it's the number one growing sport percentage wise in uh, um, for, from the boys side in the in the U S. And so it's in really Nebraska. something I think that people. People should be investing in, and it's awesome. And we wish the best. March twenty fifth is the day of the vote, so that's coming up soon here. Um, so if you're in the state of Utah, maybe check it out and uh, support the boys. So that's what I have. Gage, you want to take us out here and let them know. Gage, what are we doing again this summer? I forgot. I need I need to bring that up. I need to bring that up. We for are going on the tour for the flames out there. We're going the on flames. tour. We've said it a billion trillion times. We're gonna be talking pretty soon. Huge. I, we kinda, Last podcast we talked about, we kind of have the the schedule kind of locked down for the most part. We're still working on that. We're at the final stages of locking down, and then we can kind of begin to tell you guys what tournaments we're going to be at, what we're going to be doing for the most part, and then we can prepare. Then we can reach out to the fans in those areas and plan some stuff, maybe maybe uh, chill with you guys, get to know you guys, because uh, that's what it's all about. It's all about family here, uh, the out-of-system family. That's what we yeah. want and love. Yeah. Yeah. So, again – if you haven't already, DM us again, and, and I know you don't know the locations yet, but DM us if you're in an area where you think we should play in a tournament or where you would be something fun in your area. Really, volleyball or non-volleyball related? Yeah, Dude, cliff cool. jumping. If you have any exactly. bungee jumping or yeah, skydiving opportunities, bungee jumping. 
Bro. Down. I don't know. We'll make some. That. We can make some pit stops, broski. Bungee make... jumping. Heck hey, there's no. one way to go, Micah. There's one way to go, man. That's that is the way. Um, but like I said, volleyball or not, volleyball related. We're going literally everywhere in the country. So if you got something cool, yeah. unique to your area, let us know. We'll stop by. Best spots to love. eat is the biggest thing. That's true. We we gotta make it. We gotta make an eatery for sure. We'll we'll do that in part of the vlog. Uh, but as always, boys, all the way from across the pond. I thank you so much for joining us. Lovely, one last thing. Day. One last thing. Sorry. Before, before uh, reminder, Athletes Unlimited, Saturday night. We're doing the last match on Twitch. We'll be dropping all the information. Uh, they're doing an awesome thing, and we're super glad that we can help out in some way. And so, uh, yeah, let's make sure. Let's check that out. Come hang out with me and Micah. We'll be dropping the link on our out-of-system Instagram account. I'll watch that, too. I can't be Sick. honest. Sick. You know, NCAA, whatever. Or I probably have something volleyball-wise. Anyways. Boys, thank you guys so much for joining us. I wish you best of luck in your continued seasons. And now that I'm in season, I can say the same for myself. Good luck, Gage. Um, just remember, if you can't handle the heat, got a damn kitchen. This has been another episode presented by. Yeah.